you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I find myself saying this every time I get up here, but I like what I feel. It's a good thing to have to repeat every time I get up here. I like what I feel. God is good. Amen? Yes. Even, even when I don't see it, he is working. Even when I may not understand what I'm going through, he's still worthy of the praise, the honor, and the glory. He's such a good God. Well, I thank you all for being here this evening. I thank Pastor for allowing me this opportunity. I do not take it lightly. I was talking to Brother Joe last night. I do not consider myself a preacher or a teacher um, by uh, trade. I have come by it through, um, what would it be called? I've been asked to do this out of obedience. Yes, obedience. Thank you. Obedience. I've come by it out of obedience. It was something that, you know, was brought to us. And, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity because it pushes me out of my comfort zone. It pushes me to study his word even deeper and to, to truly seek after God for a word for the church. And so tonight we are going to read a passage of scripture. It is rather lengthy. They say the longer the scripture passage, the shorter the message. I don't think that's true this evening. There's, there's people. They say it all the time when I was growing up. That's every camp service you went to. That's what they would say. But we're going to read in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, and we're going to read verse 12 through 31. Um, and it says, make sure I get the right verse. I'm on the wrong page. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I, I skipped a couple verses. Hold on. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of the body, being many, are one, so also is Christ. For by, the one, by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether free, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if we, they were all one member, where would be the body? But indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, these members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less than honorable are these which we just bestow great honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need 
But God composed the body, having given great honor to that part which lacketh. And there should be no schism, which also means division, in the body, but that the member should have the same care one for another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and after after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, various tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. I would like to speak for a little while on the body of Christ. My title is We Are the Body. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we just ask you right now, God, Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, and for your spirit and your, that is already here. God, we thank you for the anointing that has fallen on this place. God, we just ask you over these next few minutes, God, that you would be with us, God. Lord, be over my mind as I speak to, to your congregation, your people tonight. Lord, I pray that you would have your will in this service tonight, God. Lord, and I thank you for all that you do. God, you are so good. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Um, so as I said, I would like to talk about the body of Christ as you probably got from the scripture text. And I would like to remind us that each one of us are important in the body of Christ. There's not one more important than the other, and we are all vital to the kingdom of God. And we are the church, not just here in Pontiac, but God's church is all over. It's not just, we don't have it just exclusively at True Tabernacle. And I would go as far to say we don't just exclusively have it in the UPCI. God's church is all over. There are many people that have the truth. And, you know, we are all united in him. But what does it mean to be a part of the body of Christ? If you're here tonight, you're a part of the body of Christ. You are a part. Anyone who is seeking after Jesus and walking towards the cross and not away is a part of the body of Christ. Um, As we read in the chapter, the body is not made up of one part, but instead is made up of many. The same is true with the church. It takes many to make up the body of Christ. One person cannot be the body of Christ. It takes us all. How many are glad that it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've been through, the mistakes you've made in your past, but none of that matters to God because he's forgiven us. If you come to him and you ask for forgiveness and you repent of your sins and you turn away from the sin and the wickedness of your life, God will forgive you. And it doesn't matter, as uh, Brother Burke talked about on Sunday, God uses the broken. Um, So it's a... It's about what we're willing to let God do in our life. We have to surrender ourselves to him and let his will be done in us. And that comes with the repentance. Um, It's easy to look around 
and see others in the church doing their work and what they've been called to do or what they've been, um, they're doing out of obedience and they're doing it well and think that maybe you don't have much to offer or what you're able to do isn't as important as somebody else. Um, I know I struggle with that. I struggle with, and not necessarily so much in the church, but just in everyday life. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I had to drop out of high school, and so I did not finish high school. Uh, I had an eye problem that we were unaware of and didn't find out about until I was almost 19, and it was hard. Um, so I don't have the greatest education because even the time that I was in school, I wasn't able to truly learn because I couldn't comprehend. I, I could hear what the teacher was saying, and then I would study it, and I couldn't focus because of my eyes, and I would forget by the time I'd get a headache, and it was just, it was a whole deal. And so I struggle with the feeling of being stupid, with as strange as that sounds. I will, I will go to somebody else and have them do something for me because I'm worried that I'm going to fail. And when I fail, I feel stupid. You know, I feel like I should know how to do this. I should know how to do that. So that's something that I have to work on and that God's been working with me on. But so I'm right there with anybody that feels less than, anyone that feels like maybe you can't do something because of where you came from or where your social standing or your educational background or, you know, anything that you feel hinders you. I understand, but none of that matters to God. God can use anything. Um, he says he can use anyone that is willing. And it also says in the scripture that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All the parts of the body are there for a reason. You know, the big toe is the one I always think of. I know it's just, it's not the most pleasant looking part of the body. Um, but it is vital if you would like to try walking. I can cut off both your big toes and let you go. And we'll see how far you get. You might be able to do it, but it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's, gonna, it's not going to be easy. You know, and we all have a purpose. That big toe, while it may stand out and it's abnormally larger than the rest of your toes, is still important. There are going to be people that you come across that I will never have the opportunity to meet. There are going to be people that you come in contact with that I will never have the opportunity to witness to, and vice versa. There are people that I deal with every day on my job that it's my job to witness to them. That's, that's, that's part of how I am a part of the body of Christ. That's part of what I can do as a part of the body of Christ to witness to those people that, you know, that you may not be able to, you know, that you may not come in contact with without me witnessing to them and then them coming to church, and then you'll be able to come in contact with them. The body cannot be just a hand or a foot. It wouldn't be a body. It would be a hand or a foot. Each part of the body has a purpose. The eyes can, can't hear. They see. The ears can't smell. They hear. Your knee can't pick up a ball and throw it the way your hand can. Had to throw one in there. It was a little off. Um, we each have a place in the body of Christ, no matter where what it is. It is important for the body to function the way it was designed. Whether it's cleaning the church, amen. We need people to clean the church. 
um, whether it's singing, playing an instrument, preaching, being a part of the media or the sound team, being a part of the welcome team, Sunday school department, or a member of the congregation. It is all important. It is all necessary. We need people just a part of the congregation. There's, If we're up here singing and playing and preaching to nobody, you know, it's falling on no ears. I was going to say deaf ears, but there's nobody there, so it's no ears. You know, so that's, it's vital. There's, those are all important. And worshiping and praising God at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do is to worship him. That's what we're going to do forever in heaven as we sang about tonight. I'm going to worship you forever. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be singing worship and praise to him in heaven. And, you know, to worship you, I live. We sang about worship, and that's what we are here to do. And we need people to clean, to mow the grass. We need people that are available to help in the outreach department on Saturdays and on Friday nights when we have outreach opportunities and events in the church. We need people. Some people are working. Some people aren't able to actually be there. So we need people that are able to be there, and that's important. We need people to be a part of the welcome team. We need people to be preachers and teachers. We need people to be musicians and singers. We There are so many avenues of the church where you can be used, and they're all important. There's nothing that is greater than another. And sometimes being out in the congregation, you know, those are the people that a lot of times we think they're watching up here, but a lot of times they're looking around and seeing who out there is. Am I the only one raising my hand? I don't want to be the only one raising my hands out here. So you can be that example. You can be that person that leads in worship from the seat, from your from the aisle, from wherever you're worshiping. You know, you can be that person, and that's important. It's not our place to decide what's more important than something else. You know, what is important in the body and what isn't. Because the Lord says it's all necessary. I have placed each member in the body. Every part does something the other cannot or isn't made to do. As I said, you know, your knee can get the ball from point A to point B, but it's not going to get it there as accurately as your hand is going to. It can do the job, but it's not made to do the job. So it's also not our place to decide who's what in the body. And what I mean by that is to decide who's the heart. You know, your heart's pretty vital in your body's function. It's not our job to figure out, oh, well, the, the preaching's the heart and the, the music is the brain and, you know, the cleaning team, that's the foot. You know, we don't get to put labels on the parts of the body. It's not our job to do that. Uh, we're not looking at one as less than or more important. The music team isn't more important than the Sunday school department. The media team is no more important than the cleaning team. The outreach is no less important than the preaching. Each part is necessary, and we need to look at them as equals. In verse 26, it talks about when one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And when one member rejoices or is honored, all the members rejoice with it. 
We need to be there for one another in the good and the bad times. We need to be uplifting each other every chance we get. It's easy. It's as easy as sending a text to your, someone in the congregation, your brother or sister, you know, hey, bro, been praying for you. God's got you. Don't give up. It's all in his hands. It doesn't take much. But that simple text could be the change, what, just what they needed that day to get through, to, to not break down and cry, you know, to push them to keep going, to give them that reassurance that God's got it and that there are people here that will support them and be there for them as the body of Christ. The body doesn't hurt the body. The body doesn't hurt the body. Your hand's not going to haul off and hit your other arm or your knee or your leg. Because why? Because your whole body's going to feel that. The sensation doesn't just stay in that one area. There's nerves that go through your body, and you feel that. The body doesn't hurt the body. We need to be very aware of what we're saying, sharing, and typing. You know, sometimes you think, oh, well, I sent it in a text, so maybe they didn't read the snarkiness behind what I was really trying to say. Or, you know, I, I shared this post passive-aggressively to hopefully that this person would see this post because they've been living this way, and I think they need to live this way. You know, we've got to be very careful about what we do because it is very easy to be offended, and it's very easy to offend someone without, sometimes without even trying. And so we have to be very cognizant of what we do. We always want to have every, their best interest in mind, your brothers and sisters' best interest in mind. Um, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. My mother quotes the scripture all the time. And for a long time, I was sick of hearing it. I'll be honest. I was like, you say that every time. Like anything. Like, you know, I just jokingly say something negative. Like, just well, that's not going to happen, you know, like I'm looking for a new job promotion. I'm probably not going to get it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. She'd say, I'm like, no. And then this last year, with everything that I've gone through, I've realized how important that is, and it's finally fallen on my apparently deaf ears after all this time that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's important what we say. It's important how we talk. It's important that we speak life and not death, that we speak positively and not negatively. Um, we are all connected in the body. The body is, is one, as the scripture says. And that's why our connect groups are so important. I'm so happy that we've been doing this. And I don't know about anybody else, but I've really enjoyed it, getting to spend time and, you know, not be in a service a service setting where you may feel rushed to get around to everybody, whereas we've got this time to spend time together. And, you know, there's a little bit of time before, afterwards. It's conversational. That's the body getting to know the body. We get that time of fellowship, as you talked about, you know, and fellowship being important. And so those community groups are important. Um, community is important in the body of Christ. And we can't forget that. So if my brother is hurting, 
I hurt. If, you know, if they've just been blessed, you know, financially, or if they've just, you know, had a breakthrough in their life and something they've been battling, I'm going to rejoice with them. I don't wait till I get my miracle or I get my, you know, answer. I rejoice with because we are all part of one body and we're going to rejoice with each other. Um, pastor always uses the example of the when you hit your hand, hit your thumb with a hammer, that hand comes around and it grabs instinctively. You don't have to think about grabbing that thumb. It's just automatically the hand comes when that part of the body is hurting. And that is how we need to be. We shouldn't have to be told, oh, you need to call, you know, Sister Haley. She's not feeling well. You need to call, you know, Pastor. He's been a little under the weather. Or he's, he's had a rough week at work. You know, we should, we should instinctively, if we know something's going on, be there for one another. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be said, you know, each time. And I'm thankful. I believe, I believe that we do this. I'm not, I'm, I'm preaching. This is just what was laid on my heart. I, I nine times out of 10 get up here as a reminder. And maybe it's just to myself, you know, I'm, I'm bad, but I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm coming at you or that I'm attacking. But I believe that the church is going through revival. And in revival, there are going to be attacks. We have to be there for one another. Just because Sunday morning, everyone's on fire for God, doesn't mean that Monday morning, that fire stays with you all the time. Sometimes you need your brother or sister to come lift you up. You need someone as a part of the body of Christ to be there when you're hurting, to be there when you're going through whatever it is that you're going through. So, we all have a purpose, and no one's purpose is greater than another's. For us to truly be a part of the body of Christ, we must work together and realize that it is our job, I'm kind of switching my take on this whole thing right now, it is our jobs to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So now you're all hands and feet. I just got done telling you. I'm not going to tell you what part of the body you are. And you're hands and feet of Jesus. So there you go. But it is our job to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to go. Jesus goes to the hurting and the lonely, to the brokenhearted and the hopeless and the emotionally scarred and hurt, to those that are sick, those that don't have it all together to those that we may not maybe it's not somebody that you know you connect with that you know you have as the kids would say you vibe with maybe maybe you guys don't vibe but it's our job as the hands and feet of Jesus to go um we are called to share the gospel to preach the gospel and to do that we do have to be first unified here in the church with each other. You can't go out and win more people if I'm fighting with the people I already know. You know, I can't, I, if there's strife here between us, we're not going to be able to bring people in. And I'm excited that we've had guests coming in, that we have recurring people that are now becoming members of the church that aren't just coming on a Sunday and then leaving. And I'm like, oh, what was their name? I didn't even get to introduce myself, and I never see them again. You know, and I'm, I'm so happy for what God is doing in our church. But 
once we are unified in, in the church, then we can go out and reach the lost. We can go out and be a light in our community as our theme is for the year to let our light shine. Um, people should know who we are by how we present ourselves. Matthew seven, fifteen through 20. Let's see if I can get this up. Allow me to ruin all my notes. Uh, seven. And beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. By their fruits you will know them. People are going to know you by how you act, by how you talk, by how you dress, by what conversations you allow yourself to take part in at work or at home or, you know, at the park, you know, wherever you're at. Sometimes that's the, that's the easiest one to let slip is, well, I didn't bring up the subject. I wasn't the one that said it first. I'm just I'm just giving my opinion on the matter. And sometimes it's like it's better to stay out of it, to not say, to walk away, not take part in the conversation at all. But they're going to know, know you by your fruits. Every day we should be the light in our community, in our workplaces, our schools, the store, the park, in our homes, with our friends, wherever we go, we should be the light in the community. If we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we have to be reaching out. We have to be going into the community every time we have the opportunity. We have an opportunity this Saturday, public service announcement, for the cruise night. So please, if you're available, see Brother David after service. It's an opportunity to get in the community. That's what we are designed to do as the body of Christ, is to reach out. Body has to take care of the body first, but then we grow the body, and we can only do that by going out. So um, we have to show the love of Christ to everyone, not just when it's convenient, but all the time. To everyone we come in contact with, we don't get to pick and choose who we want to share the gospel with and who who we don't, who we think deserves it, who doesn't, because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are worthy of any of this. Let's be real. I haven't done anything to earn his grace and mercy. None of us can. There's no amount of works that you can do to earn God's grace. So everyone deserves to hear about the love of God and to hear the gospel pastor can't be the only one going out and reaching you know sister allison can't be the only one teaching the kids sister carissa can't be the only ones reaching out in our schools because she's dealing she's teaching the teens i said dealing with man that sounds real nice 
So, but I didn't, it just slipped. That's why I don't get up here very often. The ministry team can't be the only one. It takes all of us. You know, it takes each one of us going out and reaching. So.